Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Thank you for coming on back to tune in with me on another great day. Today is November the 20th, 2015, and this is the last day, parent. I must warn you for children to be out for Thanksgiving, so make sure your pantry is fully stocked, okay? But I'm so glad that you're back because this is the time that most of us face. And you know what I'm talking about. We face the moments where we want to lose weight, and the holiday times are coming up. You're trying to pass over that turkey and them candy yams, potatoes, salad, collard greens. You know, if you grew up in my side of the family, that's what we had, honey. Whoa, number good old fat and oil. And, of course, now that I am getting more into fitness and trying to be much more healthier, I am thinking of how to plan my Thanksgiving dinner and do it differently. So it's going to be hard. I know hubby might be mad, but I trust believe me. Hey, to make it healthy, you got to make it taste good, right? And yet, I am here with a wonderful person today who's going to help you conquer all that because he's a healthy weight loss expert. Yes, his name is Dr. Art Capperald. Hope I said I got his name correctly. And good health, including healthy weight loss, is not an elusive thing that is only available to a few, but a byproduct learned of learned healthy habits. So if you're here to just overcome all that, trust believe me, this is the right show just for you. Do call in at 347-426-3751, and we will answer any questions that you have pertaining to health. Dr. Art, I'm so glad to have you on. I think this is the perfect time to start going through the um discussions because we got the holidays coming up and people probably are curious of how to just shed those pounds off, maintain it, and amongst other things that we'll be discussing, but this is the main issue. So let's get a little let's get into a little bit about you, Doctor Art. What it is that you do, how long you been doing it? Sure. I've been uh doing this since uh nineteen ninety one is when I started the process and it it's fascinating because i i i'm tra- i'm i'm traditionally trained as a chiropractor and i started to notice that my patients weren't responding the way that i was taught in school and i was fortunate enough to find a gentleman who became one of my first mentors who showed me that the foods that we eat actually affect more than just our taste uh they affect how your body rebuilds itself uh certain pain syndromes certain certain disease processes because what i was seeing is that my patients had to keep coming in to get adjusting all the time and that's one of the things that everybody talks about with you know chiropractic that they're frustrated that they have to go in and get maintenance care all the time which is important but not on a you know, you know weekly or biweekly basis. And so 
something as simple as eating foods that your body becomes sensitive to over time, and there can be a hundred reasons as to why that happens, but it can actually throw your body into a little bit of chaos. And so um, becoming aware of what you're putting in your body as far as eating and how your body feels after you eat certain foods takes a little bit of time, but it it enables you to actually hone in on what some of the things that affect you are. And I, I can only use myself and my patients as an example. Um, I am very sensitive to milk and dairy products. Um, as a child, my parents thought that it was good that they fed us a lot of milk because they were told that that was good for us. And my brother and sister and I drank almost 11 gallons of milk a week, which is way too much. And uh, so I developed a, a milk sensitivity, not necessarily an allergy like, you know, if you go into anaphylactic shock, but I developed a sensitivity to it where if I, I had chronic sinus infections and, and um, tubes in my ears and colds all the time, and as soon as I stopped milk products, all that stuff went away. And so uh, I don't eat a lot of cheese or a lot of milk, I, although butter doesn't affect me. And so we had uh, some food with some goat cheese in it the last two days, and my nose started running the next, you know, the next day. And it's only because I started eating milk, and it's only because I'm noticing that correlation. And so trying to teach my patients that is really critical. Right. And, you know, just speaking on those on terms of milk, you know, there are so many more questions probably. People are wondering about what to eat, what not to eat, especially when it comes to weight loss. You're so cautious. Now, the biggest question we always used to get sometimes, are carbs the enemy? And I usually tell them, doctor, that carbs are not always the enemy because you have good carbs and you have bad carbs, especially when you're trying to build muscle. There are some great carbs out there because you get tired of hearing people, I don't do carbs. They're terrible. No, they're not. No, they're not. You just have to know which ones to dig on in and which ones not to um, indulge in. And everything like a chocolate cake is not carbs, ladies. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so <clears throat> you're absolutely right. There's That's the fascinating thing about my work is that each human is an individual and has different needs and different um, things that, that are going to affect their body in a different way. But what I usually recommend for my patients is that when they're first starting out, it's important to be extremely strict and extremely diligent in doing this for a period of at least two to four weeks. And the reason you do that is because if you've eaten the food, like me eating this this cheese, it's going to take me one to two weeks to get that completely out of my system. And so... So if if you're looking to see if a food affects you, if you just stop eating it for one or two days or a week, it's not going to be enough. And so you have to be extremely diligent in pulling those foods out for at least two to four weeks to see how they affect you. Now, with Thanksgiving coming up, that's probably not going to be realistic for a lot of people. Um, but the the main thing that I do with my patients for the first month is I have them pull out all flour products, so anything with with wheat or 
gluten or, um, you know, any type of grain like that is going to be pulled out of their diet. And I have them pull out all milk products except for butter. And I have them uh, stop all sugar and all sugar substitutes and sweeteners. And what that does is it gives your body a chance to create what I call a level playing field, meaning that you're not bombarding it with all these foods that can give you symptoms so you know exactly what's going on. Because if you're continually eating even small amounts of something on a daily basis, you can develop a sensitivity to it. Um, and, you know, again, milk is, is my example. But, you know, when you spoke about grains and that there's, or, you know, carbs and there's good carbs and bad carbs, <clears throat> there are. But depending upon the level of health that you have and the level of health problems that you have, your threshold may be different than the person sitting next to you or, or, or your neighbor. And so determining what your ability is to hold and handle those type of things is going to be important. And then you have to look at, is your digestive system working properly to actually be able to digest the food that you're taking in? So it's a, it's a multifaceted area. There's many things that you have to look at when you're dealing with this. Exactly. There's a lot of factors to look at. You just have to do your homework and do your research. You can't listen to everyone who tells you everything because, you know, uh, everybody has their own opinion and you have to know Absolutely. what works best for you. Um, now, also getting into when, what are people getting wrong, actually, doctor, about weight, weight loss facts? Oh, that, that's a very good question. Um, we've been led for years that the, the low-fat thing is really important with with uh, with making sure you want to lose weight, and I completely disagree with that. Um, it's fat is as well, well. Let me clarify that. As long as it's a good, healthy fat. If you're talking about French fries and you know deep fried things like that, then that's not a good thing. But if you're looking at raw fats, like uh, if you're looking at butter, if you're looking at good cold pressed oils. Um, <clears throat> those type of things are really, really good for you. And we go through, in my family, there's myself, my son, and my wife. We probably go through four to five pounds of butter a week because butter is good for you. Everybody in the, what, the 70s and 80s were doing the margarine thing because they were, scientists thought that it was this great thing. But it, it's a man-made product that they think they know what they're doing, but butter's been around for a long, long, long time. And so it's not the butter that causes the problem. It's the things that they eat with the butter, like the French toast or the pancakes or the, you know, those type of things. And so, yeah. So making sure that you're eating good quality fats is going to be important. Um, one of the other things that a lot of people do is they try to go towards the diet type foods, which are made with artificial sweeteners and things like that. Well, I've actually seen patients that had blood sugar issues when they got into those, and it would raise their blood sugar 
for three to four times longer than it should. I mean, I had one guy, he, he got into that and his blood sugar was over 150 for almost a week and we couldn't, it took a long time to get it down. And so again, eating real food is going to be important. So if you're going to have a little bit of sugar, have a little bit of sugar, don't do a bunch of diet stuff because that can cause, again, a whole array of problems. Um, those are the two big ones is that fat makes you fat and eating, eating you know, diet-type foods. Right, and, and I think these are just great tips because sometimes people need to be educated. It's hard to get them to get them to actually to change their habits and 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 it's a my focus because my sister she's the same way um she wants to eat she loves to drink and it's like okay i understand you love to eat but we got to cut something down a little bit you know um you say you want to lose this and that well you can't do it if you're not willing to just push because one thing I always mostly say, and that comes, and it comes from my affirmation, resistance just makes me stronger. Yes, some Oreo cookies look good, but are they worth it by the end of the day? Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, right. some people are not willing to probably read an entire book in order to get the education they need to change their habits. What are some things you like to tell people to just stir enough curiosity and concern that they'll spend the time doing some reading on this subject? Well, yeah, that's it's a very good question. The, um, the Internet is both good and bad, right? I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this, where there's a lot of good information, but there's a lot of bad information. And right, so yes. what I recommend is that you find people that have worked in a clinical setting or with patients that are experiencing good results with different types of people. Um, as I said before, every person is different and unique. And so there's going to be generalities within each person, but there's going to be specifics there too. And so um, one of the things that I always work with my patients on is that, as you mentioned with your sister, it takes a vision to replace a vision. So you have to have people look at what they want their final outcome to be the goal that they want to do i mean can they see themselves in a in a slimmer you or or a healthier you and once they can see themselves there then they can work backwards and start to figure out how to do it and what i recommend is that you find somebody that does work like i do um to help them along with the process because it's very very confusing as a patient um especially to be a good patient. And what I mean by a good patient is that you get results. Um, anybody can be a patient and just kind of flounder along with it. Um, it's, there's very few people that I've met that can take the information and apply it to themselves in a way that's going to be successful and that they're not going to get frustrated and drop out because that's not what you want. As, as you mentioned earlier, I, I believe that there's just a lot of misinformation out there, and everybody has the ability to be able to do this. Um, you know, if you'd like me to give you some very, very old background on this, uh, most of the nutritional pioneers were dentists. And, okay. and they, there's one in particular who, um, it, 
it, it's Dr. Weston A. Price, and he took it upon himself to travel around the world looking at cultures to see how their health was because he started seeing a shift in health when people started eating processed food. Um, and something as simple as cavities, cavities, the average number of cavities before people started to eat processed food was one cavity per thousand teeth. And so uh, when he went to these other cultures, he found strong, healthy individuals that had no weight issues, that had almost no disease processes because they ate natural foods that were from their environment. And so you have to be willing to eat real food in order to get healthy. Um, right. You also made, you know, you also made one comment, if, if you don't mind. Um, many people think that it's a drudgery to have to shift their diet. And one of the things is that they just don't know how to prepare, prepare food to make it taste good. Because most people mm-hmm. assume that if, if you have a healthy food, it's going to be dry and it's going to be, be bland. Right. And, that's not the way it is. And so I'm actually um, playing around with the idea of putting together like uh, a class that teaches right. these different types of things um, so people can start to become educated on how they can cook that's healthy, but it's still going to taste good. Right, it's exactly. Really- and I, I mean, and with so much social media, you could follow so many people on Twitter, Facebook who have healthy options. Um, I even have a recipe, one of my um, friends and trainer, she did one with spicy almonds. It's so awesome. You roast them, and then, um, well, you toss them in almond oil first because that just infused the taste that's already in almonds. So delicious. It adds your garlic, cumin, chili powder, Tabasco sauce, Worcestershire sauce. It tastes so awesome. Just the same way with when it comes to vegetables, I did um, cauliflower, put some um, put some red pepper flakes on there and garlic powder and put them around the oven. Taste so marvelous. You can taste just the spices. So you have to know how to boast your food up. It don't have to be boring, and that's where people shift their minds. And one thing I always like to tell them, doctor, when I hear people say diet, hmm, I I really I, I run from that word because to me. Diets or excuses because what's the first thing you do? You start a diet. What happens? You get off of it, just like a workout. Right. You start hip. Right. You start hip hop abs. You get off of that. What? You do that part about sixty days. The program, um, like P ninety eight, ninety days, and then you're off of it. And um, the paleo diet. You try that out. Oh, you're done with it. My thing to tell them: just do healthier options. Um, and and like you said, doctor, just do your homework. Because diets are just excuses. Every time I hear somebody say, I say, mm-mm, don't you say no diet. You just need to find healthier options. You know what you're doing. Put that bread down. Stop trying to eat it every day. You know it's not good. And, um, you know, they just came out with the report, processed foods could give you cancer. Well, okay. Well, it might be a little scary. But first of all, um, I would try to probably stay away from processed foods and meats, especially always having all those different things in there. You can't even pronounce on the package. Be like, wait a minute. If I can't pronounce it on the package, then uh, it might right. not be right. <laughs> if I can't pronounce it, I'd be like, I don't know about that. You know, now, you know? now, 
you know, now now one good alternative for that is, you know, they have bacon that, that doesn't have any of the nitrates or nitrites in it. And so, right, you know, right. you can have bacon that's that's yeah. uncured and then it's not gonna have that issue for you, so it's gonna be okay. Right. You know, and that's what we Yeah, it's it's plenty of little things. And see I'm with a company that does shake so um and I had someone ask me about a cleanse. Well, are you what's the purpose of cleanse? I cleanse to remove the toxins that's mostly out here in your water, your food, that even the air. When you breathe in, you know, that's what I'm cleaning out for. Not, oh, I ate a bunch of junk food, so let me go cleanse out. No, that's, that's not how it works. Um, that's It don't mean just go and fill yourself up for a whole month. Oh, now I'm going to go clean out. Mm, no, that wasn't an intentional cleanse. So yeah. That mis- yeah, they get that misconcept. But, you know, to me, Dr. Art, Many people don't realize how much control their food choices really have on them. And, you know, it makes them want more of those cookies, those cupcake pretzels, and those soft drinks. What's really, what's in their mind that's really causing that that appetite for them? Well, it's it's funny because it's there's the whole sweetness part, right? But then okay. what happens is, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, it's important to know that there's actually a mechanism that perpetuates more cravings by eating more of those foods. And so when you eat those foods that are sweet and you want to 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 deal with that craving, then what happens is you get a blood sugar spike. And then when your blood sugar raises, your body has to produce insulin to be able to bring that blood sugar back down. Well, what happens is that blood sugar drops lower than it should, and everybody's had that happen if they've eaten too many sweets, and you get this sugar high, and then all of a sudden you drop off the bottom and you're really tired and fatigued. Well, that's when another craving gets set up. And so every time you get those blood sugar spikes and those blood sugar lows, you get another craving. So it's going to perpetuate that cycle. Now, what happens with weight is every time you get that blood sugar spike, the body can only use so much of that sugar. So what happens is whatever can't be used is stored as fat. So if you're spiking your blood sugar three or four or five times a day, that's getting stored as fat from what your body can't use. And so the the trick is is to get what I call long, slow-burning fuels, good good solid proteins, you know, animal proteins, Mm -hmm. fats, you know, vegetables with a lot of fiber, those are going to help create a long uh, blood sugar curve so you're not going to get that craving. And you'll be able to eat a good solid meal and it'll last you all the way through to the next meal and you won't be hungry. Oh, exactly. And you said the right word, fuel, the same way with logs. When you put that, when you put that fire, when you begin your fire, you want the law to keep burning, and that's the same way with your body. Your body needs to burn. Um, I try not to go over three hours without eating, and I love my almonds, great protein. Um, trail mix, they're good, but you still have to be careful because they have a tendency to have sugar still in there a little bit. So right. you want to be careful. Um, it's, it's just so much. Um, and, you know, even after you get through with a good workout, See, I do my protein shakes, and that has a 36 grams of protein. Rice cakes are really good, too. And and I love um, my box. I get love with food, snacks, 
because I try to keep that, and I'm a waitress, so it's hard for me to just go and take a break to actually sit down, but I try to get my protein. As soon as I get that, I'll be like, can I get some broccoli, some chicken, you know? And, and, sure. And, and one, thing, one thing people have to understand, this is, this is a tricky thing I just found out. There are actually two different types of proteins. you got your complete protein with your dairy, your lean meats, and then you have your incomplete proteins, and that comes from your grains, your legumes, and um, one thing about those, you can mix two incompletes to make a whole protein. I know it sounds so confusing. That's why if you're really serious about it, you have to stick to it and just keep reading, keep reading. And and one thing about it, uh, here's one of my other affirmations. Um, I, I'm happy because I hang around people that add value to my life, and that's people who are on the same page with you. You have to stick with people who are in the same boat who really going to push you and motivate you. Because one thing I know, doctor, is, I love my family, but I have twin girls and a husband, and no, they don't do right. And I'm calling them out. Yes, I am, even if they're <laughs> getting funny. I'm calling you out because they don't. And I, I have to do that. I have to push myself. I get up. I drink my water. Now, people who don't like water, you probably can. You could go in and get your little flavor, um, little things like the meal, but just be careful on which ones you get to add to your water. But the best thing to do is start off with 30 Maybe drink, try to drink 30 ounces, and really you drink half of your weight, and that's what I do. I get 64 ounces of water, and that's half of my weight. I try to finish that up in a day. I do my snacks in between because if I'm at work, I don't have time to just sit there and try to take a break. So I do my half, I get my bananas, my almonds, you know, just to keep me, keep that, try to keep that fuel burning. And, of course, you're going to go to the restroom so many times, but it's so well worth it. Um, and there's nothing wrong I found out that there's nothing really wrong with doing sweets. Chocolate is a great indulgence, but it's just kind of how you indulge it. Um, it's a great stimulator for you. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say go get a big old bag of of chocolate brownies or just stuff yourself. I, but it's, it's nothing really wrong with everything that the doctor and I are giving to you. It's it's beneficial for you. You just know how you have to know how to balance it out in. Um, and the best thing to do is to plan your meals ahead of time, you know, um, and that's what I try to do. I get my list together, plan my meals ahead of time. That keeps you keeps you from being hungry over the days that you might don't want to go shopping, you know, and the best place to go to is Whole Food Markets. might be a little expensive, but the outcome is very grand. When it comes to your health, it's nothing more important than that. And, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't have the amount for this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, because how much do you probably spend on coffee and that breakfast sandwich that you just got from McDonald's? You could spend that amount um, going to the store and have healthier options, way much better, organic food. So, you know, you have to get out the mindset. And I know it's hard, but what I do in my situation is I take out whatever I can out of my funds because I know times are hard for everybody. Yes, it is. Take out whatever I can after I pay my main bills. And I put my rest in my healthy foods. You know, I, you have to look out for yourself. But, um, doctor, when it comes for people who appear to be fit and healthy and they don't have any issues with their weight or cardiovascular system, do you still feel that they should avoid certain foods like wheat and other gluten-containing foods? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's really important because <clears throat> those those things that you mentioned are just symptoms. You know, I, I right. view excess weight as, you know, as a symptom of a problem. 
And so just because they are skinny or just because they don't have blood, uh, high blood pressure doesn't mean that they're not going to have any health issues. And so uh, symptoms can guide you when you're looking for a specific cause of something, but it's important to know that there's many other health problems out there. And what I'm looking mm-hmm. for is something to help a person create health so 20 or 30 years down the road, they don't have a life like I see a lot of elderly, older people have. I mean, there's a lot of people that have a hard time walking, they can't get around. Right. And so... By by developing health now, when we're younger, um, it makes being older much more enjoyable. And my my grandfather used to say, if I would have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. And it's just so true. Nobody, I, I don't want to say nobody because that's kind of a generalization, but people for the most part have a hard time looking ahead 20 years to see, well, how do I want to be when I'm that old? How how do I want to function? Do I want to be mobile? Do I want to be able to, you know, hike and walk and do fun things? I was watching, you mm, know, a yeah. video. You know, I was watching a video on the Internet. There was a gentleman. There was a, this race among seniors. And the oldest I think it was a 50-yard dash. And the oldest participant in the race was 105 years old, 105 or 103. Um, You know, I want to be 90 years old and be able to run a 50-yard dash. I know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I try to teach patients and, and people is look ahead and see what you want yourself to be like and then do the mm-hmm. things that you need to do in order to make that work. Right. Right, because I have seen some in their 70s and 80s and are in shape, and you'd be like, wow, that's because they took care of their health. And we have so many of us, 20s and 30s, doing all this bad stuff, and it leads it, and it's leading to, oh, our biggest thing of all, obesity, and that's becoming a crisis um, now. Even in these children, we have to stop that. Yeah, it looks cute, giving them all the candy and stuff. But at the same time, what are the outcome of that? Now you're causing this child to have diabetes, um, health problems that they don't even need, that they, that they shouldn't even have. I mean, and it's ridiculous. Right. I saw one, when I used to watch the Murray show, I saw one child. That child had so many health problems. It was a crying shame. I probably couldn't even count how many on my finger. That's how many fingers I ran out of because the mom's sitting there, oh, they like to eat. Well, you're the parents. You have to take control. My children, they love sweets. We all did when we grew up. You couldn't, but my mother, I don't think, she really didn't feed me on sweets, and I wasn't the kind of bag for her. I, I think just things were different for me. I think that's probably why she was proud of me, mostly because I wasn't the nagging kind. I was the only one in the house. My brother already was gone, so, hey, I kept my mouth closed. <laughs> but <laughs> I, do my, I do my children the same way, and I think the only reason why they're more influenced because my husband, he loves his junk food. And, yeah, true, I did too. But, oh. I'm telling you, when you make over those different options and what to really give up, and I'm not saying, oh, you can't, you don't deserve a sweet. I didn't say that. You can get one. But every day you have to know when to break that cycle, and hopefully one day I can break the cycle for all of them because I'm going to end up hiding his snacks one day, and he's going to think something has gone crazy. I'm going to hide his snacks, so help me. I'm going to hide them from him. I got to help you. Know, but 
I'm so <laughs> right. I'm I'm proud of them, doctor, because I have these protein bars and they love them. I can't stand them because they're a little too chewy. They're too chewy for me and thick. But I say more kudos to them. That's eight. 18 grams of protein in your system that I don't have to worry about. Now, I just have to find another protein to put into your body, and we're good to go. Good, good. Yes. You know, you but, you spoke about you spoke about sugar, and um, my son doesn't need a whole lot of sugar. Right. And uh, it's interesting because after Halloween, you know, we had a big Halloween <laughs> party for a bunch of kids, and... Everybody had cake and soda and all the stuff that we never eat. And they right. had candy after Halloween. And guess what? A couple of days later, he was sick and he had to stay home from school for a day because it happens oh. all the time. He gets into too much sugar, he gets sick. And so right. what they you know, what they found years ago with this, this dentist I was telling you about, they found that uh, if you eat a teaspoon of sugar or a tablespoon mm-hmm. of sugar, It'll disrupt your body chemistry for up to two days. Wow. And so so for every tablespoon of sugar that you eat, you're going to have some type of blood chemistry issue for the next couple of days until your body can stabilize it out. And so if you're eating a tablespoon of sugar every day, guess what? Your body chemistry never stabilizes out. Right. That's a sugar attack right there. You ask him for trouble, but... We're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with Dr. Art, um, getting more into pain syndrome, talking about concepts for health, and still other health habits that you can conquer before the holidays come in. So stay tuned. Do not touch that dial. will be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Log Talk Radio, baby. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Any daughter would do the same. But soon enough, he needed help doing more things. And it was up to me to be his personal shopper and financial manager, too. And before I knew it, Dad moved in with me. So I became his cook, his personal assistant, his physical therapist, and even his nurse. When I started taking care of Dad... I didn't realize all the roles I'd have to play. But no matter what, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the many roles you play. And to help, we created an online caregiving resource center. At aarp.org slash caregiving, you can find resources and connect with the caregiving community. Together, we can better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving to learn more. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. All right. We're back with Dr. Art, and who's a health weight loss expert, a teacher, and a lecturer. And he's the president of Concepts for Health. Um, doctor, let's talk a little bit about your Concepts for Health. What exactly is this going to turn out to be for so many? What are we trying to conquer with Concepts for Health? Well, it. It started out as my my basic practice, and I would have patients come in, and we would address their their health concerns and their health issues. Uh, and right. it, it it's expanded from there. Um, I do a lot of consulting. I do a lot of teaching. It you know as you as you stated, and now I'm in the process of expanding into creating classes that um, 
actually teach what people need to do in bigger groups so I can help more people at one time uh, to to get healthy and stay healthy. Um, one of my long-term goals is to, you know, create a bigger center where people can come and learn how to do this. And so it's I I see it in my patients and I see it in people every day that when they do the right things on a daily basis to get healthy, they will get healthy. They just have to choose so. And, you know, one of the misconceptions is that people think that they're stuck with what they have and you have certain genetic potential that you're giving, given, excuse me. Um, But I've had people come in, in, into concepts for health, and say they have a family history of diabetes. And they have some health concerns, but their big concern is they don't want to get diabetes. And I say, look, diabetes, you think it, it, there, there's a genetic issue with that. And I view it as it's a lifestyle connection. So you adopted the lifestyle that your parents had. And so if you continue on that path, you will have that symptom, which is diabetes. If you shift that and, you know, develop a new lifestyle and a new uh, food, you know, a new food choices, as you stated earlier, you can avoid that. And I've seen that happen many, many, many times. And so what we're trying to do at, at Concepts for Health is teach people what they need to do in order to stay healthy. Right, and that brings me to this question. For those who aren't quite ready, what else would you tell someone if you just had 60 seconds to probably ride an elevator and convince them to eat differently? <laughs> That's, um, I, would, I would want to know what their major problem is, you know, what their major health issue is um, and, and, and what they're doing about it. Um, because what I've learned is that People come to me when they're ready or when they don't mm-hmm. have any other choice. Uh, I've had people that get my information and have to wait three years until they're ready to, you know, come in and see me. Uh, and so if somebody's not willing to make the shifts and make the changes in their life, there's no way that I'm going to be able to help them because it's right. somebody, you know, it's just like, you know, the alcoholic. They have to be first see that there's an issue. And then they have to be willing to make the changes. Otherwise, if they continue to drink, it's still going to be a problem. And so food is exactly the same way. Right. It is. And all you can do, and that's what I tell people all the time, you know, they want this healthier option, but all I can do is lead you to the water. I cannot make you drink it. If you refuse, hey, you're grown. I could pro- I could influence my children quicker, but uh, adults, I'm not about to go through that. If you choose to want to keep doing that, don't sit there and complain later because I don't want to hear it. I told you what to do. You, you, you're disobedient. So now I gotta let you suffer. And what they don't, <laughs> what people don't understand, doctor. See all this leaves, all that eating. It's fine and dandy, but you just expect the consequences. Your diabetes, your blood sugar level go up, and I'm sure Absolutely. does this affect does. Doctor, does this affect with your bone joints as well? It sure is. I mean, uh, arthritis and uh, 
phone issues, uh, I, I learned a long time ago that it's basically from, you know, it's a processed food disease. Remember I spoke about uh, how sugar disrupts your, 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 yes. uh, your, you know, your blood chemistry levels. Um, right. You can do something called a, there's a test called the tissue calcium test. It's a really simple test that okay. uh, you can measure how much calcium is in the tissues. And what you'll see is a patient will be doing everything that you say and the test is perfect. And then all of a sudden their, their test will be horrible and you'll question them and you find out, Oh, I went to a wedding and I had a piece of cake or I, you know, I had something with sugar in it. And so what it does is it disrupts the, 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 the calcium metabolism and what happens when your tissue, your, your calcium metabolism goes bad is that the body has to take, from calcium in the bone the storage to be able to fix that. And so you do a lifetime of sugar and a lifetime of processed food, you're going to pull that calcium over time out of the bone. And so it's really, really important for that. Wow. And look at all that you're doing to your body, adding all that. Oh, your body is looking for eruption in a harmful way. Wow. Um, People need to understand that, especially when it comes to digestive issues. And it brings me back to the time when I had appendicitis, and it was the inflammation of my appendix. And the doctor said, oh, I don't know where it came from. But I, I think I technically I know where it came from. I used to love sodas. And I got kind of addicted to them right back again, didn't want to stop. And when I got that, thank God it didn't pull out my appendix. Um, I had to come to realization, leave those sodas alone. Stop clogging your body up because a lot of times um, you don't really need a cleanse, but if you eat like you're supposed to with your fruits, your vegetables, and your lean meats, your grains, that will cleanse your body. And tea, I love tea. I think it's a great detox. But when you're just clogging up and clogging up, oh, it matters big time. And just believe me, I know a lot of times when we go around with these bad breaths, Sometimes that's telling you you need to clean your insides out, and we, we don't do that. And I told one guy that um, when I was walking by him on my job, he was like, why are you giving me that water? I said, you need water. He said, I don't drink water. Then your system, it, it's not as clean, is it? You got a dirty system. Right. I, I sure did. I told him just like that. He said, you telling me, my sister, I am telling you. I'm being honest. You're a grown man. Your system is dirty. You're putting as much alcohol that you got. You have in your hand that beer that you adding on to your system is just really it, it's a bother for me and I'm I'm not trying to get people on a healthy regimen that's your choice but the fact of the matter is people we got to start taking care of ourselves okay I mean we would have to pay as much as these health medical bills if we do like we supposed to if we quit trying to you don't have to run to the doctor if you treat your body right I mean when I go get my checkup I love my doctor telling me. You seem healthy. You're right. I am. I have no problems. I'm going right out smelling. No, I don't have to pay nothing, you know. But, I mean, it's right. worth it. Right. And they don't understand that, doctor. It's worth it than paying that um, ambulance bill that you got to pay when they come to your house and got to take you to the hospital. I don't want to pay that. So, hey. And I'm not <laughs> saying that. And, and, and this is the concept people get. Oh, well, you're going, yeah, you're going to die anyway. True. That's right. We're all going to leave, but I'm not, I don't want to leave too soon. I, I'm not ready to leave too soon because 
you want to keep doing them burgers from McDonald's, and they are good, but you have to cut them loose. So I'm going to make sure I be tagging some people today. I don't usually tag people on Facebook, my shows. I post them up, but I'm tagging. I'm pointing you out today. So if you get called out, <laughs> it's no health benefit. Yes, I'm calling them out today. I can I have to. I got to save their lives. Um, you know, we do our. I see a lot of people use artificial sweeteners. Does that help you to lose weight, or is that just another add-on of worse than sugar? It's actually worse. Yes. Um, you know what? You know what I'm. I've what I've found is that you know a lot of people now are using stevia or stevia, and you know as a as a sweet alternative. And right. what I'm finding, though, because I notice it with myself, and I don't eat any sugar. I mean, I eat probably, I mean, the, the average, the average American eats around 250 to 300 pounds of sugar a year. Um, yeah. And the, I, I believe that number is correct. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I only eat maybe three to four pounds of sugar a year of fat. And so um, it's important because every time I eat something sweet, even if it is not supposed to raise your sugar like, like you know, stevia or stevia does, um, it will facilitate the blood sugar mechanism where I want more cravings just because it's sweet, even though it's not affecting my blood sugar. And so your body develops this memory of what happens with certain things, you know, just like, have you ever walked into a room or you've been somewhere and you smell something and it brings back a specific memory? It's, a, it's yes. exactly, yes, it's, it's exactly the same way. If you taste something, it can bring back a specific memory. And so I believe, and I don't have any proof about this, but I believe that even just the cellular memory of the sweetness um, and the body memory of the sweetness is going to perpetuate some type of blood sugar reaction. And so I want my patients staying away from all foods sweet because I want them to truly, truly like the food that they're eating. And it takes a while to get used to eating good, natural, real food again and, and uh, you know, getting used to that taste. And so, so doing that's going to be important. Right. And doing it right, being consistent and I know it's hard for people to do that, but you have to try to be consistent with it. You can't fall, try to fall off the boat, and it's hard. I know it is. Trust and believe me. I've been through it all. You know, you were. Uh, you know, you. I'm. Um, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I. I wanted to bring no, up a point. You right. know, you were talking about. You know, um, about. You can just show them what to do, and they have to want to do it themselves. Right. And it's that. That's so true. But in my situation. It's a little easier for me because when somebody invests money with me or money with a you know a coach or money with somebody that's going to help them with their health, they put the effort in because there's money involved in it. And so uh, they have to, you know, you know, what did my parents used to say? You know, uh, you don't get something for nothing. And so they have to be able to view the benefit of the information that you're giving those people and then they'll start to move forward on it. And so that's where the, that's where the struggle is, is them not seeing the benefit of what you're telling them because all the things that you're saying are right. 
They just have to see the importance of it. Right, they do. Um, now, you know, I, well, you don't know, Doctor, but uh, I do a lot of, I use a lot of coconut oil, and I love olive oil. I keep probably so many different types of oil, almond oil, but it's, is coconut oil a magic bullet for weight loss? No, there is. Unfortunately, there is no magic bullet. Um, a lot of things are are sold as the new, you know, the new this or the new that. Um, I tell my patients and people that I know if if you come across one of those things, turn around and run as fast as you can the other way because uh, there is no magic bullet. Um, what is the problem is that uh, most of the time, and again, I see this with couples all the time, is that women are way more complicated than men in many ways. And so when men are trying to lose weight, it's pretty easy for them to lose weight for the most part. Women take a little longer and they get frustrated. So they have to be more diligent and more patient. And so yeah. if, you're looking, if, you're, if you're looking for a magic bullet, it's going to, automatically breed failure because there is no magic bullet. It takes multiple things consistently on a daily basis done at the same time in order to move forward. And this is why I I teach a handful of things and not just one thing. You know, water is important, diet is important, and exercise or, you know, I don't want to say diet, but food plans, you know, making sure that you're changing how you're eating. Um, All those are important plus a handful of other things. And so uh, there is no magic bullet, you know, you know, in a nutshell. And, you know, I wish there was, you know, if it was like Star Trek and you could just point this <laughs> right. at you and you're better then that's great. But our bodies are not made that way. And uh, that, again, my, my thought is that I, I have a vision that, that, that drives me every day. And, what I found is that the the more people take care of their health and the better their health becomes, the more elevated in consciousness they can become. Why? And so, so it's really important that uh, if you want to take care of yourself, you will become a better person just by taking care of yourself in the physical being, you know, you know, or the physical body. And so, you know, that includes the thoughts that go on in your head, um, how you treat other people, how other people treat you. All those things are directly related to how you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Um, I want to know about eggs, though, because I, I do both eggs and egg whites. Are, are they healthy or not when it comes to eggs? Eggs are great, and I would eat the whole oh. egg. Most most of the uh, most of the healthy stuff is in the egg yolk, um, mm-hmm. and and eat them organic if you can. I know they're a little more expensive, okay. um, but right. my my son and I probably do two to three eggs every morning each. Um, oh, me too. I thought I was the only one. I'm guilty. I love my no. eggs. I do. No, egg's been around for a long time. And so, uh, you know, when you get into problems, is when you eat the other foods associated, you know, that people usually eat with eggs, like the, the, the toast with the jelly or, you know, all the other foods that 
that that can be an issue. If you just eat eggs and a good protein and you know something like that for breakfast, it's going to be good for you. Okay, well that is a great factor, though, because I I do I do about two to three eggs, and I probably put it with salmon or maybe oatmeal, and I like steel oats too. Those are um they're a little finer, but they're awesome yeah. though. And put some mushrooms in there, honey. Get my little garlic. You got it going on, and I love some sea salt. I want to try um, what's this salt that they said? Himalaya. Said that's a um, pink Himalaya salt is real good too. Right. Yeah, I I usually use sea salt, but yeah, I just like the taste. I do too. My husband he doesn't he don't care for the sea salt. He says uh, it it tastes. I guess it's a little bit bigger than um his regular um iodine salt, but. I do. I love it. It's it's wonderful. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have the whole refrigerator revamped after a while. They all gonna be upset with me. But Doctor <laughs> Art, I really appreciate you for coming on. I think we target some good information here, and I hope people will be able to come on board and get into some healthier habits. And because that time is coming up, and I know that you're ready for that Thanksgiving. But you know your your heart condition that. Your level, your blood level, your sugar level is very important. We don't want you to have to rush to the hospital too soon. So let's get on the right track, everyone. But, Doctor, is there any other advice that you want to leave the listeners with if they want to get in contact with you, check out your website? Sure. The the best way to do it is to call me because everybody always has questions after these. And the yes. best way to do it is just to call me directly and I can answer your questions. And that number is 559 559- Four seven five eight six one one, and my website is conceptsforhealth.com. And uh, yeah, it just if if you have questions, the only the only thing that that I recommend is that you make sure and get your questions answered because it, if if you have questions, make sure and write them down because then you'll forget. I'm always teaching right. this to people as well. Write them down in a specific area. And then call me and ask me some questions. I'm happy to answer them. Um, or go online and, you know, check online and see what you find. And then if you want to know if those things are true, if for the type of people that I've seen in my practice, then, you know, call me. We can have a dialogue, a dialogue around that as well. But it's important that you get your questions answered by people that have had experience in dealing with specific things. Well, Thank you for your valuable information here. It was wonderful, and I hope to have you on again because weight loss topics can never die. They will always be valuable, and I thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And listeners, before I leave you, I always have to leave you with the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen. Take time to exercise today. Exercise will help release the tension in both body and mind, keeping you more present in life. The anxiety in your mind is relieved as the tension in your body is drained away. Utilize your body's muscles to reconnect with the earth and ground yourself. Life-giving oxygen will flood your body's systems, giving you the strength you need to overcome your worries. The intensity of your emotions will flow away as you become lost in your physical movements. Today, gain a feeling of serenity through taking time to exercise. 
Enjoy the day and have lots of fun this weekend. Take your time to exercise and have fun, everyone. God loves you and so do I. I'll see you tomorrow on the Bright Side with Technisha. You have fun. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 